Hey guys, welcome to Thrive Bites, the official podcast of Dr. Colin Zhu, aka The Chef Doc. On every episode, I talk with health and wellness experts from all over the world, such as doctors, chefs, dietitians, coaches, and many more. And I sit down with them and have casual conversations about plant-based lifestyle, how to elevate our emotional resilience, and what it really means to thrive. And I bring all of this to you. So let's get to this week's episode. Okay, guys. Well, welcome to another episode of Thrive Bites. I'm your host, Colin Zhu, and thank you for listening on. Today, we have a very special episode. This is a bonus episode um, that is different from our regular season episodes, and I'm so, so excited um, to have our guest for today. This is Dr. Diane Haspo-Johnson. Say hi to everyone, Diane. Hey, everyone. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so excited for you to be here. We have uh, loads to talk about. I'm really excited for you to talk about what you do, practice, and specialize. Guys, you don't want to miss this episode because Dr. Diane has a very, very special offer for us um, that she is making exclusively for Thrive Byte listeners. So please stick to the end and wait for that special offer. Um, For those of you who do not know who she is, Dr. Diane has been working for over 20 years in a holistic medical practice specializing um, in internal medicine and allergy and immunology. She is a nationally renowned expert. Uh, She co-founded the Los Angeles Erickson Institute and is a past president and past VP for Southern California for the Society of Clinical Hypnosis. And she is a pursued consultant of that American society. And what we're going to be talking about today is hypnosis, self-hypnosis, and in regards to sleeping. So I am very, very fascinated personally, and I know our guests are going to be uh, fascinated as well. So uh, thank you so much for coming on. Um, Are you calling from Los Angeles right now? Yes, I am in Santa Monica. Oh, okay. So you're not too far away. Yeah, yeah, we're neighbors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, how um, how is it going through? Uh, you know, this time of the pandemic. Are you doing okay? Everything is going well. Yeah, you know, it's. Um, I feel very fortunate to be able to um, to practice. I, I have a pretty full private. Uh, psychology and hypnotherapy practice. And I'm also a somatic experiencing practitioner. So that's been a little bit more challenging, but I've been really lucky to be able to, to be practicing telehealth at home. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, Let's get into it. Um, So the centerpiece of, you know, this podcast is really understanding people's message and and, and, and story, you know, their core messages that they want to bring out to the world. So your story is very unique. So if you don't mind sharing with the audience, you know, tell us about your story and what's inspired you to go from clinical psychology and then ultimately clinical hypnosis. Yeah, you know, I actually started out in a completely different profession. I was very driven from the time I was a teenager to be an artist and a designer. I was actually a fashion designer and I got an undergraduate degree in design and I was really not happy in my head, I thought I should be happy, but I wasn't really happy. And I wasn't um, 
I wasn't thriving doing that. And I had a lot of chronic health issues. And I really examined my core values and why I felt I was here on this planet, what I felt like I was supposed to do. And that is why I, I made a leap and shifted into psychology. And, and then I had health issues. And when I was in graduate school, I discovered hypnosis and I started doing self-hypnosis and it totally transformed my health and my life. And I felt like it was really a bridge between the, the art and the science or the design and the psychology. So what you're saying is that, you know, you went from design and then you wanted to kind of bridge that gap, you know, based off of your own personal health. You know, what's interesting is that, you know, I don't know how you came up on hypnosis, which is really interesting. Um, you know, in college, I don't know, for me, I, uh, I personally actually uh, graduated with a psychology degree. And uh, I just remembered that, you know, college was a lot of fumbling and, you know, just trying out different <laughs> things. I minored in economics. So how did you come across hypnosis? That's really fascinating. Well, you know, I, um, my undergraduate degree was in, um, was a bachelor of fine arts in apparel design from Rhode Island school of design. So I did not have the opportunity to stumble upon economics like you did. Um, uh, which was probably fortunate for me since math wasn't my strong suit. But um, <laughs> when I shifted into the field of psychology, um, you know, I sort of sometimes say that the career that I chose was design, but the career that chose me was psychology and hypnosis. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I guess I kind of think of hypnosis as this bridge state between the conscious mind and the unconscious mind. And it's really very creative and artistic. You know, there's the use of, I use a lot of metaphor and I look at symptoms in a metaphoric way. Mm -hmm. So there's this very rich creativity that's there. And I'm always interested to see how a particular condition or a particular person in a way, the design of that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If that makes sense, you know, like sleep has certain, has a certain rhythm, for example, you know, the way that it moves from REM to non-REM, REM to non-REM, and it does that a number of times as we get into deeper and deeper levels of sleep. And as we dream, of course, there's all this incredible creative imagery in dreams Mm -hmm. And then even different types of sleep problems and the way that we spend our energy during the day and how our energy is when we're thriving versus when we're sleeping deeply or dreaming vividly. And so all of that is actually very artistic from my point of view. And mm. it's like these coded messages of the unconscious. So I'm, I'm really fascinated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would love to go deeper. Um, before we get into that, you know, you had mentioned about your own personal, you know, health journey and then, you know, how hypnosis was able to apply to that. Do you mind sharing in terms of, you know, what you went through and then the types of results um, or the outcomes that you've, you know, experienced, you know, when you actually applied, you know, hypnosis? Yeah, I would love to, because I feel like sometimes um, when people are struggling with um, certain conditions, or in my case, it was really, really severe sleep and energy issues and um, really severe health issues. It's sometimes really inspiring and helpful to hear someone's story who, 
who someone who had a similar experience and who kind of came out the other side of that. Mm-hmm. And I think that for me, you know, I had these ideas of what I wanted to do and what I thought thought I should do and how I thought I should be in the world. And I was really driven to do that. And as I was gaining more and more momentum and success with that, I was actually not thriving. I was I was getting sicker. I was having more and more chronic health issues. And I was actually kind of getting more and more anxious because I was sort of desperate to even have the energy to function. And and suddenly when I learned hypnosis and I started to understand that where we put our attention has a direct impact on our physical reality. It has a direct impact on mm-hmm. how well we actually thrive in terms of our happiness, our health, and our well-being. So you can be thriving, quote unquote, thriving by doing well in school or doing well in a relationship or making money or or having certain kinds of success. Mm-hmm. But if it's not holistic, then you're not really well. Yeah. You know, and so that was why I think for me, hypnosis is a, and self hypnosis is actually a daily practice to this day, 25 years later. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, um, I, I, I like how you kind of weave that, you know, into it. Um, because, you know, I mean, on this podcast, you know, we do talk about the pillars of health and, you know, I stress this as mu- uh, a lot and we do talk about food and diet and being plant-based and all that, but we also talk about the other pillars and, you know, and we will continue to reinforce this, but, you know, we just had, um, uh, an episode about sleep. Um, you know, it's, it's important to reinforce all these different pillars. And what I like to you know, kind of create an analogy is kind of like, you know, the legs to a table, right? And the more legs, you know, if you at least have, you know, three, you know, you'll, you'll be standing up, right? Um, and we focus on, you know, multiple of them, like, for example, you know, the food, the fitness, you know, sleep, stress management, um, the self care. And yes, you're going to go through life where, you're going to run into obstacles and challenges and one of those legs may or may not, you know, suffer, right? But you will have the other legs to kind of hold you up, right? So it's um I don't really like to approach health where it's very piecemeal, you know, like for example, you know, Dr. Oz, for example, uh, back in the day where he would just tout the 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 great stuff that comes with, you know, blueberries and then people would just make a bum rush to the supermarket and just overindulge in blueberries, you know? Right. So it's like, we need to have a more comprehensive approach and be able to reinforce to not just ourselves, but to our patients and clients that, you know, we have to make sure that, you know, all the legs are sturdy. And I really appreciate the fact that, you know, you had mentioned that because that's important. You know, you're self-reflected and said that, you know, I got to address not only my sleep, but other aspects as well. Absolutely. I love that metaphor of the table and the legs because to me, one of the reasons that I really think I was drawn to hypnosis and self-hypnosis, as I said, is I feel like it's a bridge, right? It's it's the thing that connects, it connects all the legs in a way. It's sort of like the, that tabletop. You know, you can have all the legs. If you don't have the tabletop, you know, it's not what good are the legs. And if you don't have the legs, what good is the tabletop? You kind of have to have both things. And to me, um, you know, the way that we 
put our energy, the things we focus on, the um, where we're attentive within ourselves, how we rest, and where we rest, and where we sit with ourselves, that makes all the difference in the world. And so I've, I've tried a lot of different meditation from the time I was like really young, like in the single mm-hmm. digits. And while I appreciate being in that meditative state, it doesn't do the same thing for me as self-hypnosis does because there's something about self-hypnosis. You know, if, if, if we can talk for a minute about what, what hypnosis is, you know, I think a lot yeah. of people don't really understand what it is, then maybe I think that will help people understand a little bit more why I think it's such an important um, part of ourselves to access because it's a naturally occurring phenomenon. I mean, yeah. Let's go into the basics of it. Like if you were to give us like a short nutshell of a basics of a hypnosis 101, maybe kind of uh, comparing that between like, you know, uh, how you would do it with a one-on-one session versus self-hypnosis. Because when I think of hypnosis, um, you know, I think of, you know, another person, you know, being the practitioner and then you have the other person, right? And then I would, you know, and you also imagine – you know, kind of like a, a magician, right? And, right? and using, you know, hypnotic suggestions, you know, in front of a crowd. So can you give us, you know, some basics of what it is truly and, you know, how you've been able to use it clinically? Yeah. So um, I think in its in, in the simplest way to describe what hypnosis is as best they've been able to really, um, you know, there's some debate about is it a, is it a state that we find ourselves in is it a trait that people have? But really, in 25 years, I've never met someone who couldn't be hypnotized. Doesn't mean that there aren't people who can't be, but I've never, I've never met anybody who can't be. And I've pretty consistently found that it's really empowering to people to learn self-hypnosis. So what it really is, is um, a way of focusing attention such that we become so absorbed in whatever it is we're focusing on that sort of the things in our peripheral awareness, the, the background noises, some of the busy thoughts seem to just shift into the background. So one of the things that's so empowering about learning hypnosis and self-hypnosis is, is that you then get to choose where you put your attention and what things fade into the background. Mm-hmm. So, so that can happen in a way that feels really good and is really supportive. That can also sometimes, if you don't know how to choose, that can sometimes happen in a way that's not voluntary. Mm-hmm. And so then, you know, like for me, when I had, when I was sort of like living the other part of my life before I learned hypnosis and I was pursuing design, and I, I love that I have this knowledge of design and it, I use it every day, but I, I was so driven to do that, that I kind of forgot about all these other things. And I could override even my physical symptoms and exhaust myself more and more and more Mm -hmm. because I was disconnected. So I was putting my attention on achieving in a certain way, Mm. but I wasn't really thriving in a holistic way. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, it totally does. Because I can note several time periods of my life, um, uh, that I went through, you know, personally speaking, you know, you know, for me, it's like, I, 
do a lot of things and um you know i've uh, achieved a lot of things and being and and you know you have a lot of people that are type a overachievers just really passionate very ambitious but what you, what i found personally um when i had challenges was that you know i just i just had interests and passion and all these different things but it ran me to the ground meaning that you know because i just wanted to dip my hands in all these different things it took for me you know energetically speaking and my mom is a chinese medical doctor um and she practices close to four decades and you know she's a very 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 you know keen observer of people yeah. um, and uh you know she looked at me and uh, she gave me this great analogy she was like son you know what you're doing is almost like you're trying to grab sand right and you know that when you try to grab sand you can't grab every single grain of sand everything falls through your fingers right mm-hmm. and so that was you know probably the best analogy that kind of resonated with me to say to myself i need to slow down i need to prioritize and i need to choose things that best reflect who i am um whether it's a certain job or a career or you know something that i want to get myself into or maybe just a hobby right and this could be you know for my listening audience this could be you know whatever you guys want to pursue you know do things that reflect who you are and that's truly what you want you know what i'm saying or you know of course you know i don't fault you know just trying you know something at least once but don't do it to the point where it's taking away from you. So, you know, I get what you're saying in terms of um being able to kind of reorganize yourself in that manner. Hey guys, we're going to be taking a short break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Thrive Bites. Let's get back to the interview. Absolutely. And it's such a a beautiful, I mean, what a, what a beautiful and profound thing your mom said, how fortunate for you that she said it, because it, I think sometimes metaphors, I mean, I think a lot of times metaphors, they're sort of like this, this sacred ground in a way they say things better than you could say it if you just try to explain it. Right. Mm -hmm. So the metaphor just kind of sums it up. And I guess the thing about it is, is that, you know, I've, I've had conversations about, you know, with people where they've said like, oh, you know, I know I need to just um, have a, a more positive attitude or mm-hmm. I need to choose one thing. I need to focus on what my passion is, but they don't know how to do that. I mean, that sounds, it's like so simple to say and it's so mm-hmm. difficult to do. And so to me with self-hypnosis, I personally feel like when I do my self-hypnosis, I just get to be connected to myself without any agenda other than that. And Mm. I I know that meditation kind of does that in a way also. It allows you to just be, but then it doesn't have that bridge, right? So the thing about hypnosis is it focuses the attention, right? And we become absorbed. Mm-hmm. And there's a sense of an involuntariness in it. Like time seems to shift. There's a sense of being 
truly present and also kind of almost like a meta present. Like, you know, there's this, I'm here, but I'm not here, but in a way that feels contained mm-hmm. and, and a way that feels supportive. And I've had people come to me for hypnosis because they've said, I just feel like I'm not tapping into my own capacity for joy. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what a, you know, can you help me? Can hypnosis help me with that? And I think that's the thing that hypnosis, I almost think does best. And, and that creates that little pocket of rest. Like mm-hmm. I sometimes think of hypnosis as bringing us to that place, like between the inhale and the exhale, between mm-hmm. the exhale and the inhale, there's like a little pause. You know, it's like, I sometimes use that at, within the hypnosis audios that I make for people or the, my online self-hypnosis packages of just this idea of like the ocean goes all the way out to the furthest reaches of the shore and then it stops. It pauses for a second and then it goes back into the ocean mm. and it pauses in the ocean. It isn't always, that wave isn't always moving for a split second it just stops and it's like it's connecting at the furthest internal and external reaches of itself. And that's what I feel like we're, we're always kind of striving for. That's that resting point. So uh, to me, hypnosis embodies all of that, the movement of that tide going in, stopping and going back out and stopping again. And so you're checking in with yourself internally and then figuring out how to move back out into the world. Mm. Yeah, that is beautiful. I really enjoy, um, you know, I, I, I was even kind of visualizing myself, you know, because we both live right next to a beach, yeah. um, you know, very fortunate, um, you know, to be able to, you know, like I can visualize what you mean in terms of the wave coming in and back and then having that rest period, you know what I'm saying? And I feel that that's all we need is we actually need more rests. We need more pauses. We need more moments to kind of reflect, you know, whether we're doing it, you know, in a self-hypnotic state or not, um, to be able to just slow down. Um, because, you know, we're Americans, we're go-getters, you know, we're the, you know, no pain, no gain type of people, <laughs> you know, let's, you know, keep working until we drop dead. And to me, it's, you know, that kind of takes the joy out of life. Um, the joy in life to me is really about, you know, focusing. This is why I love traveling because, you know, when we're in our day to day, we only utilize our, um, or stay present with one or two senses, you know, one being, Mm -hmm. you know, visual, you know, we're always screen time, every, every single screen, we're trying to take up real estate within our visual field. Um, and then everyone wants to, you know, draw, you know, take our attention with our hearing. But I think with traveling for, for me personally, it's like, I get to engage all my other senses, you know, you know, I touch, you know, different landscapes or go through wilderness, you know, I get to explore different cuisines and utilize my, you know, touch and taste senses, you know, so it forces you to be more present. And I think that that's the, you know, underlying message is being more present, but just in a different state, you know, sort of speak, you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I 100% agree. And, and I think when I, one of the things, you know, I'm a consultant, as you mentioned, for the American Society of Clinical Hypnosis. It's one of the largest, one of the three largest um, professional hypnosis societies that so I, I help to get to give other professional certification hours in hypnosis. And I'm, I've 
when I'm teaching, I'm always talking to those professionals about incorporating those different processing systems into any hypnosis that you ever do with with anyone because we need to to process and think in a dynamic way if we're really going to be our best selves right mm-hmm. because most everyone and unless there's some uh, you know neurological sort of abnormality we we process in a variety of ways and some of those things might be more dominant or might or might be less developed or you know undeveloped but really you know we process in ways that are how we sense and how we feel and how we what we hear and think and um, what we see and how we see it and even for people who have um, you know uh, unusual ways of doing that you know even if someone is um, is visually or hearing um, impaired they're still processing in a variety of different ways. And so we really want to tap into that because that's how we experience the world. And when you travel, you experience the world in this, in these novel ways and, and with, uh, in, you know, all of the senses are kind of like awakened and that triggers different things in the brain and those novel experiences being in a new place in a new culture, those are novel experiences. And Mm -hmm. that, creates new neural pathways. Mm. And interestingly, hypnosis, what, what they have found in some of the, um, the functional MRIs, you know, the brain studies, is that there's a lot of activation actually in the, um, what's called the anterior um, cingulate cortex. So that's an area of the brain that actually um, uh, creates neural pathways that are more flexible and creative and find, find new solutions under hypnosis. Mm. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm all about, you know, continuously to learn continuously to kind of grow and progress. And I think, you know, that's a huge, um, component to thriving is the fact that you don't stop. You know, you always focus on progress, no matter what aspect of your life. And, um, you know, they, you know, you know, just picking up a language, you know, is going to continuously activate those parts of the brain. And, you know, you know, who says that we cannot use more of our brain and, you know, we cannot create more, you know, with it. So, um, the science is always evolving. Right. Um, so let's talk about sleep because, you know, of all the different things, um, I think, I believe that you do offer, um, you know, hypnosis, clinical and self-hypnosis that can be applied to different types of, you know, conditions, disorders, things like that. But, you know, we're focusing on sleep. So the question is, is that, you know, why sleep and, you know, how does hypnosis play into this? Well, the reason for why sleep is, is that, you know, I had all of these health issues myself. And then I worked for, uh, as you said, 20 years in a holistic medical practice. And I worked with a lot of people who had a lot of different types of chronic conditions. And, and, you know, so I had, I have fibromyalgia. I was really born with chronic pain issues. And so that's something that I've dealt with. And then I had really severe sleep issues and I had um, some autoimmune issues and chronic infections and things like that. So I had a lot, you know, a lot of different 
types of issues. I had digestive issues. So I had a lot of different types of issues. But what I found was is that the thing that was the foundation was sleep. So mm-hmm. so when I was really suffering and and the year before I got trained in hypnosis, I was I was sick for probably 10 months of the year in a debilitating way. And um, it was really, I found it very challenging to sort of be in my body, um, for lack of a better way to put it. But if I could only have chosen one thing to change, it would have been my sleep. Because if you don't sleep well, you really feel that you're never resting and you, in fact, are not resting. And so then you're just, you know, you're running on fumes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, like you're, you know, you're, you're, you're digging into the foundation of yourself and you're riding on adrenals and it's so unhealthy and it, it's anxiety provoking mm-hmm. too. It's depressing to feel that way. So what I really felt at that time was the number one thing that needed to, to heal was my sleep. And in the work that I've done since then, last 25 years, with all the conditions that I've seen, both when I was working in a medical practice and in my uh, private psychological practice, it's really about finding that rest. It's really about finding that sleep. And hypnosis is unique in that when people learn self-hypnosis to sleep, you know, you're dealing with a state that is not quite being awake and not quite being asleep. And it's something that you can direct and control if you learn how to do that, Mm -hmm. which is actually pretty easy to do. And so what is insomnia? It's an in-between state. What is feeling groggy when you first wake up? It's an in-between state. What is um, dreams and moving into that deeper, really deep resting state? Or what is it to to wake up in the middle of the night and have trouble going back to sleep? What is it to have restless legs when you're trying to rest? What is it to snore and be making noise when you're trying to sleep soundly and quiet down? All of these things are these kind of transitional states. So doesn't it make sense then to use something that is itself a transitional state between the conscious and unconscious, Mm. between awake and asleep? Doesn't that make sense to just use that? It's you're already halfway there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and people can learn it so easily because you're really tapping into a gift you already have it's like a superpower you you don't know how to use it it's Mm -hmm. kind of directing you so i think that's a way to take power back yeah yeah no that's awesome um and we're gonna go into this you know um as we you know conclude and stuff like that um what is the learning curve in terms of the self uh, hypnosis techniques that you teach you know it's pretty fast you know i i i i know that there are a lot of apps out there for hypnosis or for meditation and some of those are great i haven't really found one that um that i think really taps into certain aspects of um the sleep architecture and the body's natural rhythm Mm-hmm. And, and that was part of why I designed the self-hypnosis set that I have mm-hmm. online is I wanted, and I, and I actually also included in that are two videos and, um, like a really easy to read full color, like guidebook, because what I thought was, you know, it's like, you can teach, you know, you can give, 
you can give someone a fish or you can teach them to fish. It's, you know, you can give someone a seed or, or you can give them the fruit, but it's more useful to them to actually have the seed because then they can plant the garden mm-hmm. and then nourish themselves indefinitely. Yeah. Right? So this is why what I really wanted to do when I set out to create these sets was to teach people self-hypnosis quickly and easily so that they would have the skill, so that they would have the recordings, so they could understand what hypnosis is. And, you know, I always think like the better I do my job, the less people need me. So I actually think, you know, the, the, the two videos that are teaching people self-hypnosis are maybe like total of like 25 minutes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the ebook is like, I don't know, it's something like maybe it's 20, 25 pages but, but it, you know, with pictures. So, I mean, it's like, it's a quick read. So with that, then people can start listening to the audios. There's seven audios in a set and they're different lengths and they can start listening to them and they can really learn how to, to use this tool. I mean, it's really that easy. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, I'm excited to uh, go more into this. Um, so before we conclude, my last question is, um, you know, so people can have a better understanding is, you know, what are some common hypnosis misconceptions? Or in a different way of asking, you know, what is hypnosis not? You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. you know, someone is interested about, you know, applying this to their own lives and they have these preconceived notions, you know, they might, you know, prejudge it or get turned off by it. So, you know, are there some common misconceptions that, you know, you probably had some patients or clients, you know, come to you asking and, you know, what is it, you know, are there a certain type or demographics of people that it's, you know, not for? Great question. Yes, I have had a lot of people um, nervous about hypnosis or not really understanding it. I think particularly because there's they've seen a stage hypnotist when they were you know in college or on TV, and um, it makes them so nervous to do it. So, actually, on my website there is a whole page that is just about this. It's actually probably my favorite page on my website. It's um, if, if people go to you know, you, I'm sure you can put it in the show notes, but www.drdyan.com. And it's the page that's truths about hypnosis. And um, I actually really outline some of these and there's even a video about it. But basically, you know, it's not sleep. You're not out of control. You're not, you haven't sort of, you don't lose yourself in that state. Sometimes people do become so relaxed that they will fall, feel like they've fallen asleep, even mm-hmm. in a five or 10 minute hypnosis, but it's not quite the same. So um, let me give you an example of this because I do my self hypnosis every day. And, you know, I'm the banter in my own head. I'm, I'm actually not listening to an audio. I, I'm saying sort of the same thing over and over again every day, basically, my own hypnotic self-hypnotic induction. And sometimes I've had it that I'm, I have a million things rattling around in my head. I'm in the, you know, I'm, let's say I'm doing this in the middle of the day and my to-do list, I have my to-do list and I have all these things I'm trying to think about and people I'm trying to think about and a phone call I need to make and all that. And I feel like I can't really go into a, a deep, relaxing trance state. But what's interesting is, is sometimes just as an experiment over the years, I'll try to do something to test that using some of the, the skills I have with hypnosis to in a, in a physical way. 
Like I might, you know, tell myself in that, that my arm is levitating or something. And what's really weird, Colin, is, is that I actually feel my arm start to levitate, Mm -hmm. even though I feel like I'm just thinking of my to-do list. So I know I'm actually in a trance state. Other times I'll feel like I've fallen asleep and, um, and I would, might think, oh, I, I fell asleep. I didn't even, I wasn't even doing my hypnosis. But what's really weird is because I'm doing the same little banter every single day, I actually, when I kind of, quote unquote, wake up, I know what part I have covered and what part I haven't. So it's almost like I'm on two tracks at the same time. Hmm. So I think that's something that's interesting for people is to feel like you're not, you're not disappearing. You're, you're still aware of yourself. And, um, and it's really about feeling into and entering this state and, and playing with it a little bit. You're not going to be, it's not, you're not being brainwashed. Um, you know, I'm a, because I'm a licensed psychologist, um, and I've worked, you know, and I take, um, even teaching people self-hypnosis very seriously. And when I consult with someone or whatever else, I take it very seriously. So what I'm really trying to do is to teach people how to utilize this in a way that makes them their best self. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And I know that, um, you know, you have an exercise for us to do and, uh, guys, you know, please stay to the end. She does have a great special offer for you guys. So I would love to conclude and get into that. Um, but before we do, you know, I love asking my guests, you know, how do you thrive? And what I mean by that is, you know, what gets you up in the morning? You know, what pushes you to keep doing what you do? And then, um, yeah, let's go into what you have, you know, for us. Great. Yeah. I, um, I think what really drives me is I'm really interested in the sort of like the marvels of life and of people's stories. I actually love hearing people's stories. And I, I think everyone has an incredible story. Everyone has faced conflicts and struggles and has gotten through some of those, sometimes people don't realize that, that, that they've met those challenges head on and triumphed over them. But anybody who's listening to this has overcome some hurdles and has done it in their own unique way. Mm-hmm. And that's fascinating to me. And to me, I really think that, that when we look at those things, when we look at those challenges, when we look at those difficult times and we see how we have grown from them. I just think it's fascinating. And being able to facilitate people seeing that in themselves and meeting those challenges from a place of being even more themselves, reaching their potential, that's sort of what drives me. Hey guys, we're gonna be taking a short break, but don't go anywhere, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Thrive Bites. Let's get back to the interview. Mm, mm. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I mean, <laughs> that's 
pretty much the reason why I created this podcast is because, you know, it's, it's for that very reason is the fascination with, you know, every human being is unique and carries their own individuality. And, um, you know, with that, their life experience and their stories that reflect that. So I just think that, you know, they're just very fascinating if we're willing to tell it, if we're willing to share it, and most importantly, if we're willing to listen, you know, and, um, you know, we're in the year of the pandemic, and, you know, we're more indoors, and, you know, we're doing more virtual stuff and listening, you know, to, you know, podcasts and stuff like that. So it creates an a great opportunity to kind of reflect on your own personal story and to see how you relate to someone else's, even if you never cross paths with them or you may never meet them in person, you know, when you listen to other people's stories. So, um, but yeah, I love it. Um, you know, let's get into this exercise that you have uh, planned for us. Great. So, um, you know, you had asked me before about who hypnosis isn't really suitable for. And so one thing I just want to say about that is, is that um, as far as learning self-hypnosis and trying hypnosis for the first time, I would really say if someone has, P, you know, severe PTSD or flashbacks or dissociative disorder or schizophrenia or, um, sometimes of really severe major depression, then probably they want to find a practitioner to work with um, rather than doing something that's online. And, and I would say, don't just go to somebody who's a, um, a, a certified hypnotherapist, really go to somebody then who is also licensed as a healthcare practitioner, because you're going to want that extra support and that extra training. So it's just one thing I'll say. And I'll also say that for the listeners if you fit into that category that I just mentioned, then maybe just even listen to sort of like the, I'm going to walk you guys through maybe like a little experiential thing and maybe just listen to it, but, but decide later if you want to participate in it. And, um, but for most people, it's going to be really fine to do just not if you're driving, if you're driving, save the podcast and listen to this later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Those are uh, good, good disclaimers to have. So. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, what we have is uh, usually on my um, regular episodes is I would ask my guests to provide three tips um, on the topic that we discussed. Yeah. And uh, you had created something special for us. Um, and, um, you know, I'm excited. So yeah, uh, yeah parents right. on what to do. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so um, I, I have, um, well, first of all, um, I would just sort of invite the listeners now or later and in a quiet, find a quiet space and just let, let yourself close your eyes and just imagine or sense that there's a pitcher with a special solution right near you. And that special solution, that pitcher, is filled with the energy of your best self. And just imagine whenever you choose or feel yourself pouring that special solution of your best self 
into yourself so that you're filling yourself with your highest best self as you breathe in. And just feeling that solution going all the way down to the tips of your fingers and the tips of your toes, filling you with your highest potential, your highest self. And as you breathe out, just notice and sense and hear how you're expressing your best self out into the world, surrounding yourself with that best self as you move into the world, radiating your highest potential and allowing yourself to thrive as your truest self, knowing that you are made up of your best solutions, helping you to find your way. Taking another breath in and out, and then opening your eyes, and just feeling yourself returning back, alert, rejuvenated, and fully present to the best of your ability. And how's that? <laughs> that was very that was very lovely. That was very, very lovely. Um, personally, for me, um, I always love uh, these guided exercises because you know it forces me to actually stop and pause and you know, direct the focus is what we were talking about in the episode is, you know, to what you're actually doing and what your sensations are doing and, you know, things like that. So, um, and it comes with a very, uh, like inspirational, self-motivating type of message in there, you know, and, um, I like it. This is similar to, I think of the John F. Kennedy quote where the one where you, uh, what can you do for your country? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it's, it's taking from the self and how you can be of service for others. And I think that's a very important contribution to thriving is really being of service, you know. And I feel that that's where the fa- one of the foundations of happiness comes from. It's mm-hmm. really about how can I be of service to others. So I really like how that visualization process, you know, this – you know, uh, the self-hypnosis exercise that we're doing, um, you know, teaches us to do, you know, just in a different way. Yeah. And I, I, I agree. I think it's such a great point that being of service to others is, and is actually something that's really helpful. And and it's a recommendation for people who are um, suffering from, from depression is, is, you know, is turning that energy sometimes outward and feeling an impact in the world. And yet in this exercise, the first part of it is really about filling yourself up, Mm -hmm. you know, with your own best self, really 
you know, finding that special solution. And, and um, if you noticed just in the language and, and, and I would invite the listeners to think about this, the language that I used was, you know, just imagine or sense or listen. So it's all of those things. It's, it's sensory and it's visual and it's auditory. Those are three different modalities. And, and that was really only a couple of minutes, but this is an exercise that people can do in 10 seconds. You know, they, mm. they can, they don't need to spend a lot of time. They can just do this themselves. Like take a moment at your desk, take a moment in the middle of the day, take a moment. If you're feeling stressed out, you know, if you have to go into a bathroom stall at work when we are actually going back into offices and those of us who are still actually going into offices, you know, take a moment and just breathe in and imagine yourself breathing in your deepest resources, your, your best self, filling yourself with that. And then when you go out into the world, you're approaching the world from that perspective. And then, you know, it's not that you're giving away your energy at, at all. You've been filled to the brim with yourself. And you can keep filling yourself with every inhalation. And then you radiate that, that love and compassion and that thriving energy out to others. And so we have to resource ourselves or we're going to get drained. We can be of more service to people when we are of service to ourselves. And Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and actually, um, there's sort of like, so there's sort of two other things that I wanted to mention. One is that there's a, and this is sort of a, a special offer to your listeners. Um, if they want to download um, a free video and ebook that I have created called the three biggest things that cause sleep problems and the one thing you can do by 3 p.m. today to sleep better they can go to www.selfhypnosisforhealingsleep.com forward slash Thrive Bites. And if they go through that link, they can download the free video and free ebook, which actually talks about a number of different things with regards to sleep. But also there's a really key piece, which is actually one of my favorite wellness tips um, about how to um, connect to your own circadian rhythm. And how to find those resting that resting point, like especially a key, some key resting points where you get like the you know the maximum rest. So that's all in that. And if they download through that link, um, they will get a third off of my self hypnosis for sleep set. And also, you know, like anytime they buy anything, then if after they've gone through that link. I'm going to give back a portion of um, any purchases to you, Colin, and to the show because I really think that the that way people are supporting themselves and they're also supporting this show, you know, which is such a, a wonderful thing for them. So oh, for that, thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much for that. Yeah, so we'll we will include that link in not just the show notes, but also. Um, on my website as well. Uh, for those of you who do not know it, it's uh, www.chefdoczoo.com forward slash uh, shop. Um, 
and uh, you know, I'll provide that link as well. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll make sure that we have your links, um, you know, so people can know where to go um, to be able to get these uh, recommendations. And thank you so much for you know making you know the portion you know off for them so they can, you know, it, you know, we are in trying times, and you know, health is important, and uh, you know, we don't want to spend an arm and a leg, but it's you know, I think people are more cognizant about where they put their monies. Um, but I think, you know, this service is of very high quality. What you do is offering great quality service. And it's a very interesting, um, you know, uh, interesting, you know, modality to have, because I think when it comes to sleep, um, and also all these other things that we experience with stress and anxiety, depression, things like that, and, you know, we only know certain things, medication, um, you know, therapy, you know, supplements. And, you know, so this adds a different, different, uh, approach to be able to, you know, counteract that. And, you know, it doesn't seem like it has, you know, crazy side effects as, you know, we're traditionally, you know, known, uh, known, known of. So. Yeah. And, and, you know, um, the, the sort of the other thing is, is that they, there's no downside to downloading the free um, video and ebook because there's some things that people can learn from that. But if they choose to, if they want to learn self-hypnosis, and like I said, they can have a, th- a third off of the my shop price if they go through that link because there's going to be opportunities through that link to um, to make a purchase of my Deep and Easy Sleep self-hypnosis set. But they should also know that um, I actually have a 60-day money-back guarantee. I'm really, really invested in people um, just being able to empower themselves. So yeah. if people want to try it, there's kind of no downside to it. And, um, and it's really a way, self-hypnosis is really a way of learning how to shift your attention, learning how to shift your story and your perceptions and your self-talk in a way that can transform your life. And the key is really knowing how to use the tools that you already have. And self-hypnosis really lets you do that. And, and I think that's why, you know, when you rest easier, you sleep better and you have better energy. So it's really as simple as that. So I would really welcome and encourage people to, to give it a try. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And again, we're going to make that, you know, available, um, you know, on the show notes and, you know, also on my website as well. Um, I mean, who doesn't want to have more sleep and of higher quality sleep? So, and this is just a, you know, a, a different and unique way. So, um, Dr. Diane, thank you so much for being on the show. This has been a lovely conversation, and I really appreciate you um, offering your services and offering, you know, your and sharing your stories and you know your background and you know just a very unique um, approach and you know and that's just reflected from a unique and great uh, you know person like yourself that's contributing so much to the world. Oh, thank you so much. Colin, it, that means so much, especially coming from you and on this show, because as you know, I'm such a big fan and I really appreciate what you're doing and, and trying to support people and really helping them to thrive. <laughs> I mean, yes, yeah. definitely. And it takes, it takes a village. It takes a tribe to do so. so. 
you know, that's, you know, another reason why I do this show. So, but yeah, thank you again, guys. Uh, this has been another episode. This has been a bonus uh, extra episode. And, you know, if you like this or you know of someone that, you know, would benefit from this, please like, share and follow and subscribe. And we will see you on the next one. Hey guys, that was another episode of Thrivebytes. If you liked that episode, please subscribe and follow for new episodes. And don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts.